0: What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, Mark 25? Oh, man. know What it is. It's been a long time, guys. New podcast for uh, 2024. A lot of wild stuff has been going on, as you guys know, especially with my Knicks and especially with my commanders. Haven't really touched uh, with y'all with that. Um, but we're just going to get into it. God damn it. All right. Uh, first off, we got to talk about the next trade. Um, I don't know if you guys saw on Instagram, but someone on ESPN posted that the uh, Raptors, uh, that the Knicks won this trade. Listen. <sighs> uh, giving up RJ Barrett and RJ. you want know, RJ Barrett and Emmanuel, quickly, my, my main man IQ from the great University of Kentucky. Anyway. Everybody does a lot of love St. Bonaventure, so no haters. But anyway. <sighs> Where did we begin with this one? I thought we gave up too much. We didn't even get a first round pick from the Raptors, which I definitely uh, do not like. Um, I thought we gave up too much for OG Anobi. and we also got Freshers uh, Um listen, the, listen, what the Mets really need—that's the Mets. Sorry, what the Knicks really need, right? <coughs> is a damn shooting guard and another big. Okay. Um now apparently, you know, Nick's trying to be fast and cute with Mitchell Robinson. Um it was the first report of Mitchell was gonna be out for the season. Nick's were trying to use the uh uh the uh uh exception to not pay him uh or take partial money off their salary cap. Um, because of that. Um NBA denied that, so they're like, oh, well, Mitchell Robinson can come back sooner. Yeah, yeah, it's it funny how you know things work now, now that um, you know, you can't get any grievance uh, off the salary cap because of Mitchell Robertson not uh, being able to play. But now he's going to be able to play. Listen, I do, do like Mitchell Robertson coming back. Um, if he's healthy, he was balling right before he got hurt. Uh, Isaiah Hartenstein has been balling in his absence. signing Todd Gibson. I thought that was stupid. Um, obviously he knows the system. We really just signed him off the couch. You, you know what though? Listen, listen, Leon Rose, where's the creativity? That's what I want to know. You know, I was like, when, when he first got there, I was all excited, right? He was drafted Obi, right? Which I said, the Knicks were going to draft. I was hoping the Knicks were going to draft them. They ended up drafting Obi, which I love. Right then they got Emmanuel quickly, like you know the, the following year I'm like oh this is great shoot it feels like I'm running the next you know it's not like everything was running smooth everything was running great and then they and then you know a couple of years ago they did all these trades it was so confusing no one knows what the hell they were damn doing, um, you know last year again you know they traded out of uh, a first round pick um you traded RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly you lose that scoring punch off the bench, right. Um, you know, potential sixth man of the year again. I think he should have won it last year over Brogdon. I know you guys, let's say I think he should have won it last year over Brogdon. Um, you know, obviously the Celtics had a better record. I think that's the only reason why um, that he won it. Uh, this is because the Celtics had a better record. I think Emmanuel Quiggle should have won it. You um, signed RJ Barrett to that deal. Listen, I, like I said, where's the creativity? Another big would have been nice. Right, James Wiseman is just wasting away. Um, you know, with the with the Detroit Pistons, Aiton, uh, the Andre Aiton went well, wasting his way as well. Um, yeah. Um, you know, with the uh Trailblazers, you know, I know he's hurt right now, but listen, can we get some creativity? I would have liked to have a James Wiseman. That that, that would have been nice. You know, I know Hartenstein's been balling. You know, he's viable off the bench. He's cheap. I I I got it. Um. Like I said, we need another big, at least another big off the bench, right? We necessarily have to start Wiseman. It would have been nice to get him another big instead of resigning signing Todd Gibson. Um, you know, we need another shooting guard. I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious. I know O.J. Nobu, you know, he's been playing uh, well of late, you know, especially with the Knicks. Give him a lot of props. That's not the long term solution. We've had a hard offer to his brother for such a long time, he's not the long term solution. Okay, we gave Miles McBride a three-year, thirteen million dollar deal, right? Grimes seems to be doing better off the bench than starting. Um, we, I think we should have just started quickly from the jump. But like I said, if we started quickly from the jump, then we don't have no, we have no scoring off the bench. So I still think we should have started quickly. I still think it should have been a youth movement years ago. Um, that's what I thought they should have done. Uh, obviously, they didn't, they didn't go that way. Um, you know, they signed Brunson, right? You got rid of Knox, you got rid of Obi. Like, you know, that I mean, way. that was my you know, that was my my dream scenario. Um, you know, quickly. RJ, Obi, uh Mitchell Robinson, you know what I'm saying RJ, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, that would that would have been my dream scenario for the Knicks. Didn't you know didn't work out that way. And and that's okay. You know, they you know they went this way. Um, you know, with uh, signing Brunson, uh, keeping Randall, you know, uh, signing uh, a Toronto-friendly deal, you get you got rid of Knox, you got rid of Obi. All right, got it. Okay, um, it's working out now. We're gonna succeed. You know, Knicks have a really easy schedule uh, coming up in the next month or two, and it's not it's not that bad the rest of the way. So Knicks better clean up uh, with this easy schedule. They got a lot of games at home. They can't lose these home games. Um, I think by default, uh, they've already been through the fire. I think they can finish with the fourth seed, but it doesn't matter though. Knicks aren't good enough to beat Milwaukee. I think could we squeak by, um, the Celtics? I think we possibly could. Um, but this, this, this Knicks bench is still bad. It's still bad. Okay. You saw Miles McBride. You know, to a th- three-year, $13 million deal, scored five points the other night. You know, j- you know, Josh Hart, you know, we just you paid this brother $80 million. He's not the guy. You know, Grimes scored 10 points off the bench. Almost, it, You know what I'm saying? Um, the other night against um, uh, Dallas, I noticed an away game. It was it was tough. You don't start Fournier, right? Jericho Simmons is an athletic freak but can't play the game of basketball. He's just athletic and can't put it together. We're talking about the dunk contest. He's athletic, but he cannot play the game of basketball. It's, it's amazing. If someone as athletic as him, can't play basketball. You know what I'm saying? That's another big we need off the bench. You know, I know Precious had, you know, six points last night, um, you know, against uh, Dallas off the bench. You know, we've dropped 124. It's nice. Defensively, though, we can't let Kyrie score. 44, and you can't let, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. drop 32, someone's got to step up, you know, um, you know, you know, OG Anubi only, you know, only had 10 points, you know, so if you're only going to score 10 points, right, RJ would have scored, you know what I'm saying, we are give you more points, um, you know, Divashanjo stepped up, now he's starting. He's not a starter either. You know, he did well last night, five of ten, three point range. You love that, seven 13, thirteen, nineteen points, uh, four rebounds, three assists. Yeah, we like that. But listen, the bench is so razor thin. And they gave up they, they they gave up too much for OG for a razor thin bench. You know, um that's that's the problem. You know, precious isn't the answer. For that other big off the bench, he's not the answer either. You know, now I know you guys say when Mitchell Robinson comes back, Isaiah off the bench, that's your other big, right? I just, I just hope he's the same coming off, you know, you know, with the ankle, it's always iffy with the ankle. So I hope um, that he's still the same and I hope he comes back. Um, but I'll tell you what, though, he better come back sooner than later, because if he doesn't come back sooner or later, Knicks might find themselves out of the playoffs. They literally might find themselves out of the playoffs. And, you know, if we're going to give it up RJ and Emmanuel quickly and we don't get someone like a uh, Donovan Mitchell. Are you kidding me, man? And that a on the contract. Now he's got to be a free agent if we trade for him. They still got two, three years. Uh, he like two, three years on that deal with Cleveland. So we got him for at least two to three years. Now because of them, we got Jalen Brunson, a- you know, and you know uh, Donovan Mitchell, right? Uh, with a you know Julius Randall, uh, Mitchell Robinson, you know, probably Josh Hart would have been one of them starting. If we could have gotten somebody, you know. Off the bench, uh, from Cleveland, um, you know, because they got like, you know, they got a bunch of young cats, so I'm pretty sure, um, uh, you know, they weren't gonna give up anybody, you know, too crazy, uh, off the bench. But I'm just saying that would have been like at least another big. Like I said, the Knicks need another big. It's obvious they need another big, um, you know, or at least another shooting guard. I need some scoring punch off the bench. And it's going to be a huge problem with the Knicks in the long run. You know, right now, they're still the best defensive team in the league. Um, you know, that's, that's expected with the Tom Thibodeau, you know, coach squad to be the best defensive, you know, team or one of the top defensive teams, you know, you know, um, in the league. Right. That's expected. Right. With a Tom Thibodeau coach squad. Um but like I said, they're gonna—they have no scoring off the bench at all. You know, I still would have liked the uh, Dejounte Murray. I still would—I still would have liked him. Um, you know, um, I think he would have been. Um, a good compliment. We didn't, like I said, we tried to trade it for him the year before. There was rumors, but this is what the Knicks do to get the, we get the rumor mills going. We start getting excited. We all thought we were gonna get Zion right before the draft. Um, that didn't happen. Um, you know, uh, was, yeah, you know. Like I said, Cleveland would have been nice to trade with. Um, like I said, to get Donovan Mitchell, maybe get. Maybe get Levert, you know, for that bench scoring. If we're going to give up RJ and quickly, it would have been nice to have. I think that would have counterbalanced, you know, getting Karis Levert because we get your top bench score, right, and you get our top bench score, and we give up RJ Barrett um, for Donovan Mitchell. I don't think that would have been too much. Maybe give them a first-round pick. We got eight thousand of them. <laughs> we don't use them, you know. You know, maybe we'd have taken Max Strews. Um, you know, I, you know. You know, you know, you know. He balled in the playoffs, um, you know. Maybe get, maybe get a Max Struess. I don't know, but listen, it would have been better than what we did with this trade. As so said we didn't address another scorer off the bench, which we don't have. Um, that would have been nice to, have addressed that, and we did not. Um, from Toronto, you know, obviously they weren't going to give up. I know you guys are saying, well, maybe we get Sharif Cooper. Obviously they weren't going to give up Sharif Cooper. Obviously, um, you know, they were actually they want that to compliment R.J. Barrett. In my opinion, Toronto won out. I know they're not good right now. Um, but they they're gonna be good. They they're gonna be good quickly. No pun intended. Um like I did that right there. Um you know, they're gonna figure it out. You know, they already got they already got quickly starting with the Raptors um right now. So, maybe we could have gotten uh you know, Adonis Schroeder. Uh actually no. I think I think Gary Trent uh, Jr. that would have been a nice compliment from Toronto. I think he should have been definitely included in that deal um, instead of Precious. I mean, they really don't have any other bigs either. So, like I said, I don't get it. I just don't get what they're doing and what they're trying to do. Um, it's, it's it's just really frustrating um, you know, with uh, the New York Knicks right now. And speaking of more, more frustrating... Watch commanders. What are they doing? Now they just hired a new GM from uh is this a GM for um from the San Francisco uh, Forty ers um Adam Peters. Um you know, he was he worked on the, the great John Lynch, you know, he's he's worked with the uh, New England uh Patriots as well. Um Listen, the first news, This is, everybody's all hyped. There's something about that Washington Commanders franchise. There's something about that franchise. I think it starts this up. So first thing, that, uh, former Vikings GM Rick Spielman and the Warriors GM Bob Myers are going to assist with the um, hiring process of a new coach. Now they hired a new GM. There's all these news going all, going all over the place. And where's Magic Johnson in all this? You have Jason right there, right? Obviously, you fired Martin Mayhew. Now they're talking about we're going to keep Martin Mayhew um that's not about maybe possibly keeping martin Mayhew as what he hasn't done anything that great as a gm really hasn't you know um like i said i mean we can make an argument that brian Robinson jr uh decision uh was good uh we can make an argument antonio gibson wasn't too bad you know so the right as far as we know the running back you guys have done great you should have drafted christian rodriguez you didn't right you, you know you, 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 you didn't draft him you know well when you showed up you saw the great job that uh he was doing um uh you know with the uh New England Patriots right cuz New England Patriots you know now they got the New, we'll, we'll go the New England Patriots um in a second you know uh what we see the job he's doing he's going to be one of the elite uh uh cornerbacks um in the NFL, Christian Rodriguez Jr. I thought it was all set up for him and I was all hyped up. You know, um, you know, we you know, we did it. <sighs> End up drafting him, unfortunately. Um, you know, we we got that um uh kid from um Mississippi State, uh uh Emmanuel Forbes. Uh, you know, so you know, we drafted him instead. Um and and like I say you know, he and he wasn't that impressive. You know not you know, not that not that impressive at all. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like you know, I you know, and you know, Martin Mayhew hilariously said that we don't need Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson looking like he's gonna be MVP of the league. And we could have given up two first round picks. Right now, and we wouldn't have the picks and we wouldn't you know, I know we're a top three pick. You know, and we get a we you know, new head coach. It's kind of an attractive job right now. Um, the commanders, believe it or not, you know, with the new ownership, the top top two pick. Um, It's an attractive job at the same time. There's just something about that organization. There's just something wrong with that organization. And I, and I talk about uh, Matthew Johnson is Matthew Johnson is right. You have Jason Wright, who's a black president. Right. And, and, you know, and I I just need Johnson to step up to play for Jason Wright. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we getting why are we putting out in the news? We're going to hire a basketball GM in Bob Myers and a a former uh, GM, Rick Spielman, to assist with the process. Now, we don't know if they assisted the process getting out on Peters or uh, was it. Uh, Jason Wright, that doesn't, we uh, we don't know. But you know what, though? That's the problem. When you put this information out, now it looks like Jason Wright's not involved with the process. And from Eric B. why the hell am I here? <laughs> if I'm Jason Wright, why the hell am I here? Right. You got a president of the organization who's a brother, Jason Wright. Eric B. another brother, with two Super Bowl rings. Right. And it was. And, you know, we saw, what, you know, Gerard Mayer uh, did with uh, the Patriots and Bill Belichick. They had such confidence in him that they said, listen, we're going to have in place. He wasn't even the defensive coordinator, but they had in a place, if anything, if Bill Belichick were to leave or retire early, that he'd be next to the line to be head coach. Eric Bien-Aimé, man, we must have the worst agent ever. If Gerard Mayer did that or Bill Belichick, not that so much of him at the same time. I Eric mean, but you didn't have that in your contract? That, you know, instead of, you know, yeah, he got that five-year deal, air quotes, five-year deal. At the same time, though, you didn't have in your contract, you'd be the next head coach. Is that what happened with Ron Rivera? Hush, hush. You know, Sam Howell was number one in NFL passing yards um, through the first 12 weeks. Right? Sam Howell. <laughs> you know, who commanders could replace them. They question listen, I really don't want another North Carolina quarterback. That would be hilarious to go with Drake. If they would, did go with Drake may, um, like I said, it's an attractive job. Do you try to trade up? Um, the bears have already put out that they're open to trading that first pick. Um, that which I think it would be a smart idea. I think Justin Fields is going to be fine. Um, or does somebody make a trade for Justin Fields? I don't know. Bears have a lot of options. They already said they're keeping a head coach. If you're going to keep the head coach, you got to keep the quarterback. in My personal opinion, right? Bears like to do the opposite. They did what you know. They, you know they they ruined Mr. Trubisky. Even though Mr. Trubisky, I don't think should have been. You know they traded up to the second round pick. They fell for the Mr. Trubisky thirst trap. Remember they passed up on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Chicago Bears didn't took Mr. Trubisky. Both both of them. Right. So, you know, you know, Bears aren't known for having a, you know, they're not known for having, a, you know, great quarterbacks in the organization. Right. They're known for great defense and a great run game. That's always there's always been known for. Right. Man, Rex Grossman doesn't to a damn Super Bowl. All right. You know, you know, Jim McMahon did as well. You know, that's what they're known for. Um, but the point, the point I'm trying to make is. Right. I think Mesa Johnson should have like, whoa, 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 whoa. We got Jason Wright. If he's not the guy, we need to get rid of him. We got Eric Bieniemy. If he's not the guy, he should be allowed to go to the other teams. And there's something should have been put in place where. Long winded. I apologize. Something should have been in place where Eric Bieniemy should be the head coach. They should fire. They should have fired Ron Rivera after the Rams game. Should have fired him then. Right. Then Eric Bieniemy should have been head of coach. Right. As interim head coach. Right. If Eric Bieniemy had balled, you know what I'm saying? If if he, if Eric Bieniemy had done the damn thing, then great. He's a head coach going forward. If that, what's he gonna do? Now he's gonna have, he's still gonna run his offensive system with a new head coach. It doesn't make sense for Eric Bieniemy to stay there. I'm Eric Bieniemy. I'm trying to get out of there, right? Because that Charger job looks pretty damn attractive. You got Justin Herbert. That's pretty damn attractive. Las Vegas potential opening. Las Vegas. I don't. You know. I don't. There's no announcement. They're gonna keep it telling appears it's Las Vegas, baby. Say what. Say whatever you want. It's Las Vegas. It's the Raiders. That's a pretty uh, attractive job. Um, you know there as well. Right. So, you know, you do got. You know the Falcons' job. Listen, you can say as you want about Desmond Ritter. We don't know. Obviously, he's, he doesn't look like he's gonna be back. You still got Kyle Pitts. I uh, still got John Robinson. Um, that's you know, it's kind of an attractive job too. It is ATL. <laughs> that's an attractive job uh, as well. So if I'm Eric Biani, I got I think, I think I have options too. Now if they get to get a decent quarterback, this so the commander's job is not a bad job either. You get it, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and you kind of did something with Sam Howell. So obviously, Eric Biani knows what he's doing. It's obviously Eric Bieniemy should be the next head coach. He's got two Super Bowl rings, and his brother keeps on getting passed up. And you hear him in press conferences. Obviously, he's ready. You know, um, that's my personal opinion, and that's why I put this on Magic Johnson. You know, you make you making Jason Wright look bad, and you are making Eric Bieniemy look bad. Right, and if, and if, Eric, if Magic Johnson has Josh Harris has uh, has his ear, which I don't think he has. I would have hoped that the news wouldn't have been put out, Just when you even have a brother president, that you have an ex GM in basketball and an ex GM in football, especially in basketball, assisting the owner and looking for people when you have Jason Wright. Because if that's the case, why is Jason Wright there? And where's Magic Johnson to prevent Jason Wright looking bad? Someone's got to look out for him get rid of them, which Would be understandable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, you know. Commanders haven't made the playoffs since 2020. They made the playoffs in 2020. That's the last time we won the division. So if he's not the guy, he's not the guy. Get rid of him. But those announce an ex GM from football, an ex GM, not a president of an organization, GM. And the ex-basketball GM is going to be assisting and searching for a new head coach. And then you hire a, a, a new general manager. The don't make any sense. Like I said, it's just something about that franchise that, you know, it's just it's, a, it's just an infection with that squad. It doesn't matter who's there. Um, there's always some drama, you know. Um said so we touched on this real... You know, we did touch on this you know, with Gerard Mayo being head coach. Love it. Um, you know, Saban being out. Uh, that's the first take. Stephen A. Smith said about Deion Sanders being the next head coach. That would be interesting. Head coach of Alabama. Um, yeah. That's, like I said... I, I guess, you know, I really I really talk about college football here, and I know that. Who should be the next head coach? I have no idea. Those are big shoes to fill. You know, they made the college playoffs. They did beat Georgia. Um... You know, usually assistants, you know, so Kirby Smart left went elsewhere, didn't want to wait around, took his opportunity at Georgia, saw what he did at Georgia. Um, so obviously not going to get him. Um, I, you know, like I said, it's going to be interesting. Um, what Alabama does, they're going to be patient with the process. Uh, and what, you know, Saban never had like a uh, someone in uh, succession, uh, success or in mind. Um, really interesting. Um you know, Pete Carroll now out. Uh, apparently he's going to stay as an advisor um, with the Seahawks. We'll see about that. Like I said, we got some sexy jobs opening in the NFL. We're going to see what happens after the playoffs. Um, I don't think, you know, there's rumors about Mike McCarthy. If they don't beat the Packers, he might be out. I, that would, like I said, that would be, woo. I, I did. I, you know, I got the Cowboys at least, I think. Everybody's on San Fran, um, you know. Saying San Fran, Baltimore. I got Baltimore. I got money on Baltimore already. Um, going through the Super Bowl, and uh, I tried to bet on Lamar for MVP before the San Fran game. It was like plus four twenty five. Could not find it on DraftKings. Kind of upset. Um, that would have been a nice chunk of change. Um, you know, a you know, a, you know, ten dollar bet uh, would have been, you know, would have been like you know, uh, you know, forty two dollars and. You know, forty-two dollar winnings. You know, say as that. Or you know, you gotta do plus one hundred. So, you know, four four hundred twenty bucks. You know, if you bet a hundred, you get four hundred twenty bucks. Um, that would have been a nice chunk of change. But anyway, so mad that the commanders didn't get Lamar Jackson at least trade for him when he had that when he's in franchise tag. I would have done that in a heartbeat. Anyway, um, national title game we saw. Washington, to, you know, uh, beat Washington, you know, everybody's talking about Harbaugh being gone. He, I, you know what, though, <sighs> you know, it's good to be king. Good to be king. I, 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 you know what, it, you know, you know, he's still there. You know, we know we hired an agent, he's still there, and there's nothing in place, you know, he's been in LA a couple of times and this and that. You know, it's interesting, uh, about Harbaugh. Let's see where he goes. Um, the only th- job I would take if I was him, is because it is Las Vegas, or the Chargers. Those, um, those are the only jobs I would take. If it's not those two jobs, Chicago would be interesting. If you can fix that Chicago, if you can fix Chicago. Um, I mean, would, it would be crazy, though. His brother well, winning a Super Bowl and his, and then he won a national title. Kind of puts pressure on John Harbaugh. To to win now that Jim has won, um, it's it's, it's exciting time in uh, fo- uh football off season. I don't think the off season is gonna be as fun as it has been in past years, but I will say though, um, it will be fun. Um, the head coaching uh carousel that's gonna be um a good time. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, what's we talk? We're gonna talk about movies. Um, real quick, and the I say it's the death of blockbusters. Now, I know you guys are saying Rock 25 is only wintertime, baby. Chillax. Um, listen, it's funny how movies are now, no one's scared of nobody anymore. And you know, it is, you know, and I'm, I was looking through it. You know, Willy Wonka was uh number one movie um, in the country, um, you know, uh, for two weeks in a row. Night Swim came out, did fourteen million. Um, that's going to be a flop. It looks stupid. If Will, you know, the fact that Willy Wonka is the number one movie in the country, and it's you know it's being and in, it's in, um, I mean, it's still in a lot of theaters compared to um, Night Swim. But still, though, it's been out for four weeks. Um, regardless whether or not it's in about 400, 500, you know, 600 more theaters, that is a lot of theaters to be in still. But the movie is still making money. But the fact that Night Swim came out and um, it only did fourteen million in its first weekend. Come on, yo. Come on, man. Like I said, you know, you know, Wonka is like an, a low-key hit. It's uh, done over you know one hundred sixty-seven thousand. I'm sorry, 167 million. Well, um, no, I know you guys saying that's a lot of money to make, but at at the same time, though, that's almost average now. What used to be, well, 100 million used to be a big thing 20 years ago. It's almost not a big thing uh, now. You know, Um, you know, Aquaman was the number one movie in the country a couple weeks ago. You know, you know, Willy Wonka keeps on trucking along, Um, but you know, it did 58 million. You know, you know, you know. Uh, Wonka did, you know, came a second. Migration did 37 million. You know, Color Purple did 32 million. It's not too bad. It's only just made about 50, about 50 million. Um, you know, and that looks stupid as well. But think about this, though. Usually when you have like a, an Aquaman, you don't have a whole lot of movies come out at the same time, right? Migration came out that same weekend. Um, the Color Purple, um, Anyone But You, Boys in a Boat, Iron Ironclaw. Um, they all came out. Um, at the same time. So they, nobody was scared of Aquaman. Jason Momoa. Nobody was scared of it. That's what I'm saying. It's a death of blockbusters. Because usually when you have a movie like that, you wait a week or you come out a week early because um, you figure those numbers would get skewed. But nobody was scared. They're like fuck. It's coming out Christmas weekend. Let's go. Migration. I do admit, though. I mean, the advertiser for migration was ob- obnoxious. Um, but at the same time, though, and think about this though. Wonka in a even in a second weekend did fifty three uh, million in a second weekend. So you have to make an argument. With this America was split between Wonka and uh, Aquaman. And think about this. Wonka did fifty seven million open a weekend, right? And it did fifty three million a second weekend. That usually that doesn't happen, guys. A lot of people must have liked Wonka. Now, me personally, am I interested in seeing Wonka? No, I am not. Uh, at the same time, though, a lot of people liked Wonka. to have that many people. Word of mouth must have been really good. And to go against Aquaman, that's what I'm saying is the death of blockbusters. Death of blockbusters. Um, because of that, nobody was scared of Aquaman. Nobody. Do we try to come out Thanksgiving weekend, you know, or wait the following weekend? Nobody. So that's what I'm saying. It's the death of blockbusters. And where do the movie industry um, go from here, right? You know, it's it's been a struggle. They've been on a struggle bus, uh, trucking along. Um, you know, you know, ever since COVID, um, we we can argue with them. You know, movies are back, obviously, uh, but we have there's so many streaming options now. You know, and these movies are quick to go to streaming. You know, am I going to pay, you know, 60, 70 bucks for a night out? or want to pay the nineteen ninety nine? go to the dollar store, um, you know, get a whole bunch of candy for five bucks. Right. You know, and I could just hang out at home and with my surround sound, with my sound bar and uh, watch a movie with the family there. You know that's what the that's what you know the movie industry is uh, competing with. Um, you know they go on these stream packages and like oh this movie's already out on streaming oh shoot it's been like two three weeks I'll just wait the two three weeks you know unless they really want to go to the movie theaters you know it's so that's what the industry is competing with right now uh, and patience um, the patience of people waiting for it to go on streaming. Um, Take the L, pay 19.99 or 24.99, and like I said, you go to the dollar store or you get some GrubHub, um, order food, it comes to your house, and then once it gets to your house, you rent the movie, and or you know what I'm saying, and it is what it is, or you can just pay the 24.99, and you own it forever, I don't have to pay 120 bucks to see a movie twice. <laughs> Rock i can pay 24.99 and i got it forever on the streaming package that i can watch on my tv or i can watch on my phone it, you know that's that's what the movie industry is right now it's how long are you willing to wait for a particular movie uh or do you have to see it um immediately like i said that's what the movie industry is right now props to wonka is doing a damn thing um like I said, there was a lot of hype with the Iron Claw. That did not do well. But like I said, America, America was split between Aquaman and Wonka. You know, I'm pretty sure they thought Aquaman's going to make $75 million open a weekend. They weren't anticipating Wonka doing what it did. Um, a lot of people chose Wonka over Aquaman. You know, and they chose to take the kids out to see Migration. Um. You know. And some people, they don't want to see either. They want to see the color purple. Like I said, these movie companies, they're like, hey, they weren't scared of 75 million open a weekend numbers for Aquaman. They were like, let's go. That's the point I'm trying to make. That's what I'm saying. It's the death of blockbusters. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, Like I said, where does the movie industry go from here? They got to step their game up, you know? Um I saw the the CGI for Argyle. That movie looked so damn stupid. I'm like, who's who's watching that? You know what I'm saying? Sam saying, and like, who's watching that? Who wants to watch that brother for 2 hours on a major screen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I look at I like me some Bryce Dallas Howard. Ooh, she don't not look good on that movie, yo. Ooh, I don't know what's going on. With Bryce Stiles Howard, I don't know. Remember she was a baddie? Ooh. Um, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. It looks like she's slipping a little bit. I'm just saying. You can say what you want. I'm just saying. You can make fun of me all you want. Listen, I'm just saying what I'm saying. She was a baddie, yo. You know what I'm saying? You know, a butterface. You know, her face wasn't too bad. I don't, know, I don't know. At the same time though, listen, she didn't look good enough to, for me to watch it for two, three to two hours. You know what I'm saying? Uh Henry Cabos, and I got some other people in it. Like I said, the CGI looks cringe. I don't want to see that movie. I mean I didn't want to see it anyway. It looks stupid. Um, like I said, I would was shocked with the Barbie and the and the Oppenheimer. I was shocked with that. Not too shocked with because, you know, the great you know, Christopher Nolan did direct it. Uh people love love them some Christopher Nolan. at the, at the same time though. Like I said, those those two movies might be the last blockbusters. This summertime, I don't know what's gonna be up um, in the rumor mill. What movies are coming out? But I'm just saying the expectations for people. Like I told you guys before, great script. Guys, got, gotta start with the script. Um, great editing and great production. It was a, in, in that order because sometimes you can have some great production, right? If the editing is trash, you know, it doesn't matter what the production is. <laughs> so it's got to have a great script and it's got to have great editing. You know, no, you know, you know I, was, I was watching the um, Sopranos the other day and I was I rewatched it. And I was like, well, that's, that's kind of cringe how they just cut to certain scenes. It's like, oh, that doesn't it's got a flow. You know, and some stuff just doesn't flow and you know, and it kind of hurts watching a movie when you're like, I said, if I'm editing a movie in my brain, I've said it before, I said it again. So i tell you that's for the last, you know, almost four years now. If I'm editing a movie in my brain, I, that that's already a problem. I should not be editing a movie. You pay somebody else to edit the movie for you. That's what it is. All right. Um, so like I said, we'll, we'll see what happens with movies, but as of right now, I think blockbusters are dead. Um, you know, movies making 150, 100, you know, you know, like I said, it looks like Wonka's doing a damn thing. They're probably going to have a sequel to, Bl- uh, to Wonka um, at the same time, though. Um, you know, that might be the new model, and I might have to check it out. Um, but that might be the new model of how to, you know, do a movie. Um, you know, the Hunger Games, you know, was doing really well. Um, you know, uh, at one point um, as well. I don't know if it's uh, nostalgia bait with the Hunger Games. Sort of like a, the prequel. Um, you know, Um was like I said, you know, everybody saw Wonka when it first came out open a weekend. But nobody else saw anything else. It was really weird. Um, because Hunger Games was sucking in the country you know, when Wonka came out for the first time. $57 million. And then Hunger Games was at 9 million. Um, So, you know, um, because the boy was at the week before the boy and the Heron. Heron, I don't know. That was at 17 million. Hunger Games at 9 million. So it really wasn't that much of a change. So nobody really saw, you know, anything. (laughs) You know, um, you know, like I, like I said, the movie industry is real right now. Like I said, there's no big blockbusters. You know, I you know games at thirty seven million. Uh you know, you know. Weekends after look at it right now. I mean it came out it did sixty nine million open a weekend, which is you know, it's pretty good. You know, this has been on a steady decline since. You know, uh, also took advantage of you know, Thanksgiving weekend. But like I said, where's the movie industry go? And movie industry's got to step their game up because if they don't step their game up, they're going to find people in a couple of years not going. That's where the movie the industry is going to end up And They thought it was bad before with the pandemic. It might be worse than the pandemic. It might be worse. And you heard it here first. You know what I'm saying? Like the Barbie and Oppenheimer was a really good thing. I think Oppenheimer should probably win Best Picture. Um, that's what movie. That's what the movie industry needs to go. They can't. Do, they can't do what they did before when a movie would make thirty million dollars and it win Best Picture. Or you know what I'm saying? You, you can't do that anymore. You know. Um, you know. Back in the day, it was true though. The movie that made the most money was usually the Best Picture. Not because it made the most money, because it was. You know, one of the better pictures. Obviously, you know, you know, you had the Jawses and things of that nature. You know, you had the summer blockbusters that didn't give love. Um, you know, but at the same time, though, you know, usually a movie that was like top five grossing was the best picture. You know, beyond the you know, you know, the summer blockbuster. But I will say this though, right? The the Oscars should consider Barbie. They should consider Oppenheimer, and I don't think they should consider anything else uh, for Best Picture, you know, because if it's because what other movie was bigger than those two, there's no other movie bigger than those two. So if they name anything else, it's going to be like, "Uh, yeah, maybe. But if they name a no name movie like they used to do back in the, um, you know, the early 2000s, that's not going to (laughs) fly. (laughs) You know, they never show love to superhero movies as a legit genre. It's always been a disdain for superhero movies. Um, You know, Avengers Infinity War. How did that not win Best Picture? You nominated Black Panther, but you did not nominate Avengers Infinity War. (laughs) (laughs) You know, yeah, I mean, that was a whole. But I was also coming off the year of, you know, the year before was like Oscars So white, you know, Um, at the same time, though, listen. You heard it here first. The movie industry is in trouble. They may not think they're in trouble because how Willy Wonka's trucking along and how the Hunger Games did, you know, 58, uh, almost 70 million over the weekend. So but I'm telling you, it's in trouble, you know, and let's see if they figure it out. I know Deadpool is supposed to be eventually coming out whenever, but maybe that'll make a lot of money. But I'm telling you, they're, they're in trouble in 2024. If they don't figure it out, they might have people after summertime. Eh, I'm going I'm to wait for it to come out on uh, my streaming package. I'm going to wait for it to come out on HBO Max. I'm going to wait for it to come out on Netflix. Um, I'm going to wait to two to three weeks. I can rent it for $24.99. Um, Go to the dollar store, get my popcorn, get my penny candy, you know, not penny candy, but, you know, get 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 my my raisinets for a dollar instead of paying six dollars for the same raisinets. I'm going to be. I said that's where the industry is going. Like I said, you heard it here first. Last thing. Second thing I want to talk about, you know, we got to talk about this. My main man Cat Williams, a lot of controversy with the things he said on Club Shay Shay with the wonderful uh, Jet Sharp. Um Yeah, some people clapping back. Everybody's a buzz. You know, you know, this is my thing, Rex. Right? I, I saw Cat Williams a you know, year year ago. Um, you know, I, the World War Three. I didn't. I love me some Cat. You know, um, it wasn't. You know, the, you know, the Holy Trinity, as I like to call it. Um, you know, with, um, you know, American Hustle, uh, Pimp Chronicles one and two, you know, that's still funny to this day. Um, so many iconic jokes, um, you know, in all three. Um, you know, um, I hope that this leads to him doing more specials. Or it's going to lead them to do something for the, him. Get this buzz right now, and it doesn't equate to anything, in a sense of comedy wise. That that's going to suck. You know, we also Stephen S. Smith recently, you know, talk trash about Jason Whitlock because um, Jason Whitlock just comes off as a hater. I'm not saying Cat comes off of a hater sometimes. Um, I'm loving some Cat, I maybe mean, because I'm biased at the same time though it's like because he does a lot of talking it's just like I just I just hope he just gets back on stage without I hope he there's some success with this in a sense of right because anything it just helps Shannon Sharp this more helps Shannon Sharp than anything you know Ice Cube said some things you know it sounds like everything Kat was saying was true he didn't refute really anything that Kat said um you know, I'm glad, you know, he did call Joe Rogan out. Um, now, um, Joe Rogan did say that he would love to have Cat on. I'm surprised he never had Cat on. And he is true, though, because I would do watch Joe Rogan sometimes. And Cat Williams, you know, he does hype up Cat Williams. He's talked about Cat Williams a couple times, you know, uh, probably more times than what I'm saying. Um, and he's always hyped them up. Um, he even said he was a funny motherfucker. So even Joe Rogan thinks Cat Williams is funny. <laughs> You know what I'm saying. Um, so, and Joe Rogan said he'd love to have him on, and I'm glad he, you know, and I, I, I could have gone sideways for Cat because Joe Rogan could have said some things, and you know, um, you know, you know, and didn't you know didn't say hey, he's never coming on my show now, and she wants to, he says the six comedians I've had aren't funny. He could have been like, you know, he's never coming on my show. So I would be cool to have him on Joe Rogan um, with the numbers that Shannon Sharp has done now. I think Joe Rogan would be like, hey, wait a minute, yo. Might want to have this brother on my show. Um, but if he does have him on, he, he can't say the same things. He's like, yo, okay, Kat, we already heard it. You talk shit about Cedric. You talk shit about, um, it, it, you know, um Wait, who it's almost like who didn't he, you know, talk shit about <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, he talked about you know Steve Harvey, you know, it's just like I, I, I it's almost like we've kinda heard it before. You know, um from Kat, you know, we are heard him talk about Kevin Hart and then apologize. You well know, uh you know, things of that nature. It's like uh, I, I just hope it like I say, if anything this helped out Shannon Sharp more than it helped out Cat Williams. Long winded. I know I get long winded on stuff. That's who it helped out. And, and I hope it it to me as of right now. And I hope this leads to Cat getting on uh more TV shows uh, I hope it leads the cat getting into more movies I just hope it leads to that because if it doesn't you just helped out Shannon shark you know and I'm rooting for cat always always root for that brother and like I said I hope he I hope he puts more money in his pocket I'm not trying to get into his pockets. I just said, I hope this leads to him getting more money in your pocket. You know I me, mean? get your money. And that's what I hope it leads to. Um, it's definitely helped Shannon Sharp get more money in his pocket. Well, I shot all that. But we need this to get into hit. I want this to get into his pockets. I hope he gets something out of this. Besides, he just got X amount of dollars for Shannon Sharp to appear on the show. And that was it. And we had no, no Shannon Sharp special because of it. I'm sorry. I know what Cat Williams special because of it. You know what I'm saying? Because it seems like you know, you know things that happen to Chris Rock. You know he gets a comedy special. The thing that happened to Kevin Hart. You know the build up, and then he gets they get on comedy specials. They do, they do the Richard Pryor thing. And Richard Pryor. You know, you know, drama what happened with Richard Pryor, and then you know, five months later, a year later, he's on tour talking about it. So I hope this. I hope this happens for Cat he gets on stage and talks mad shit about everybody and it's just funny as hell so him getting an interview and being funny get on stage and talk this shit that's what I would like cause you know the the World War 3 I love love some cat but Mark Curry killed it I thought Mark Curry was way funnier I don't I don't really don't I barely remember what Cat Williams jokes you know but but Mark Curry was was funnier that night (laughs) He was funnier that night than Cat Williams was. <laughs> you, you know, I don't remember who I don't remember if the, 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 the crowd was laughing at more. Uh, they probably laughed more at Cat. Uh, but I thought Mark Currier was my personal opinion. That night was funnier than Cat. <laughs> you know, um, th- that's how, you know, that's how I took it. Um and uh but last thing we gotta talk about because it is a new gear. But you know what though? <laughs> new gear, but it's the same old thing in a sense of this, because I originally had to talk to my, my son about this, um, about haters. They're still out there, they'll never go away. So what how do you combat a hater? And I was trying to tell my son this, right? Not trying, I did tell my son this. But Landon, you gotta give them more reasons to hate that's what you do that's what you do man I'm telling you man if you like I said yo you know like me I I got almost every pair of LeBron 17s yo they don't like my, my one pair of LeBron's great I'm gonna get them all whatevs like I said guys you gotta keep keep them employed they're not going anywhere They never will. So don't get mad at them. Don't get mad at them. Just keep on keeping on in the sense of this. So keep the hater hating. Like I said, stop getting mad at the haters. Don't be mad at them. You know what I'm saying? Just give them a reason to hate. Keep keep, keep on giving it to them because they're never going to stop. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we all want that love. We're all looking for the likes. You know, the, you don't call them tweets anymore. You call them, you know, the re exes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes your exes, they be hating. You know, listen, they're not going anywhere. So we got to stop giving these haters uh, power in a sense of letting them affect us because that's what they want us to do. They want us to hide and, you know, hide away like a hermit crab and, you know, they want us to make the changes, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then while they're trying to build themselves up, you know what I'm saying? Deep down, you know what a hater really wants? They really want you to hate on them. saying they, they really want you to hate on them and then when you have no reason to hate on them that's why they're mad <laughs> it out right now the reason why they're so mad is because you don't hate on them because that's what they're looking for welcome welcome don't hate on them you've not because that's what they want and that's why and that's how they get power they want you to hate on them so don't ever hate on them you know what I'm saying? Be, be happy for them. Just let them know straight up, yeah, yo, you got the new whip. Great. Y'all I'm happy for you, player. That's how you keep your hater in check. Let's let them know you're happy for them. Because they don't want that. They want you mad. They want to hear you were talking trash uh, behind the scenes. That's what they want to hear. Don't do it. Don't talk trash about them. Because you're giving them too much power. Don't give them that. They don't deserve it. Because remember, they were hating on you. For what you are doing. Y'all. Just make sure they keep on hating. This is Rock 25. Just crazy. And remember. Be great at everything.